All right, Kev, it's finally here. We're back uh, for the the most anticipated podcast of the year. I would say the the official final Ryder Cup preview before we get in the main event. Um, I know both of us had some pretty crazy weekends, so I definitely want to get into that. And then we got to recap the NFL um, newsletter coming out tomorrow. Surviving.golf.substack.com. Uh, our first guest submission coming out the week after. Um, little teaser here. My newsletter uh, is a story about uh, an encounter that my wife had with a celebrity in Las Vegas, which is where I was over the weekend. Um, took an absolute bath on the blackjack tables. Uh, just absolutely ruthless. I felt like I felt like it went by really quick. It's tough when you're down uh, down a lot after what you hope is an hour. But it's actually been like 15 minutes. You haven't even gotten served your first drink yet, and you're already back to the ATM for the second time. Uh, thankfully, as we'll get to, I had a chance to test my own betting, and I had a pretty fantastic week, so I was able to even it out. Um, pretty eventful trip, and I know that you had some uh, perfect storm-type uh, conditions this weekend yourself. So, yeah, man, what happened? I know you just got back to the mainland today, right? um yesterday i got back yeah so uh pretty crazy my um my sister got married on on block island on saturday uh so i went out there friday morning on the ferry um not too bad of a ride over there we took the low speed so it was just about an hour a little choppy but but not too bad um not the best weather for the wedding was raining pretty much but most of the wedding we were able to do inside and the ceremony was underneath the tent so um so it ended up being a, a good wedding, lots of fun um, Saturday night, but then, you know, I had plans to come home on Sunday. Um, obviously I had to work on Monday and um, because of the weather and the, and the condition of the, the ocean, the, all the ferries and the flights were canceled on Sunday. So, you know, not too bad the initial news, but uh, then the same thing happened on Monday and then again on Tuesday. So uh, kind of tough to, keep taking sick days off from work. So um, I was fortunate enough. We were able to get like a private uh, sort of charter plane rented for uh, oh, Tuesday. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Little PJ it, off the island. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we fit five people on there, including the pilot. Uh, and if like you've never flown. My worst flown fucking nightmare, by the way. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So the rest of my family didn't get off the island until – today actually so they were there full day after i was but um myself my girlfriend natalie and my, and my stepsister uh are all teachers uh so my stepdad was nice nice enough to get the the private plane for us but um yeah it's about a 10 to 12 minute flight and the takeoff and the first minute in the air were probably the scariest uh was probably the scariest time of my life just the you know everyone's experienced turbulence on like a obviously large like big commercial jet this is like 10 times worse because you know these planes they're not allowed to fly over 10,000 feet so you're not that high above the water um and it just doesn't feel very comfortable the only saving grace was that after about a minute in the air you already could see like the mainland oh, and the runway thank, thank god so i was like all right we just got to get there like just you know it's a short trip so it ended up being fine we, we landed safely and uh i was able i was never been more happy to be on the mainland um but yeah if, if anyone if you've ever been to block island you know obviously it's very small but um you know so we were just doing like 
same bar for lunch and dinner every day, like just coming back again. The wait staff like knew us by name by the time we by the time we left, but uh definitely ran out of clothes. I, I only had packed till Sunday, so that was a little tough. Also, by the end by the last day, everyone was decked out in Block Island like gear because you would just go to like the, the gift shop and <laughs> out order of sheer like, necessity. Sweatshirts. Yeah. Yeah. Just order the sweatshirts and the sweatpants. So everyone was wearing like the same three outfits. Um, so yeah, it was pretty comical, but um, but yeah, good overall good weekend. How about you? I saw uh you got to test out the sports books, right? For the first time. That's right. Yeah, books. man. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever printed a ticket before. That was exhilarating. Uh, my first time at a real sports book. And I got to tell you, like the environment, A++, like everybody just hanging on every single possession and every single point because you know you're around people that are doing exactly what you're doing. And we were able to go to a little uh, pool party Saturday, watch all the college football, just the environment when there's any score in any game, like you hear the entire crowd erupt, people are throwing drinks on people. Um, prices are absolutely insane. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't anticipate spending like $250 on like three rounds of breakfast sandwiches in the morning, but that's what it costs to order, you know, a pancetta egg and cheese and a small coffee, uh, every day. Um, yeah. So a lot of that, um, but yeah, man, I loved, loved gambling. It's probably a much better thing for my life that I don't live there because I, I really feel like I would be printing a lot of tickets every single uh, every single day. Um, but yeah, my wife loved that environment too. Like actually was more into sports because she was able to place bets and cheer. And she like, she finally, I think understood the camaraderie of all degenerate gamblers all in one place, you know, cheering on, uh, I don't even know who up 40 in the fourth quarter, like trying to cover that 42 and a half, like monster spread. Um, but yeah, great, great, great weekend. Uh, very happy to be back as well. Um, your your flight story, uh, you know, doesn't exactly do great things to to my body. My heart was pounding during that. Just thinking of that, um, I know I wrote my origin with fear of flying in the last newsletter, and it began much like your Block Island flight. So I'm certainly hoping that you fare better than me going forward. Um, but yeah, I I almost wish like the Solheim Cup was on uh, when I was there which is the the women's Ryder Cup, basically, for those that don't know. And watching guys be into that sort of makes me jealous that I wasn't there one weekend later, this coming weekend for the Ryder Cup, because I think that would be absolutely exhilarating to watch. Um, and I know I'm excited to do so. And, you know, maybe those hours would be a little more uh, doable on West Coast time, but not eh, actually not really now that I'm looking at it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'd love to I'd love to get into it. We're finally here um, at at the main event at the Ryder cup, we've discussed it at nauseum. So I don't think we know it need to go into the, the big preview, but I know we both have some Ryder cup specific plays that we'll publish in the newsletter and sort of get into here. Um, but I got to start off with, with the announcement. Um, I'm pledging my allegiance. I've, I've officially decided what team I'm rooting for and it's going to be team Europe. And I know that's going to make me uh, a traitor. Um, but just leading up, uh, to the event and in the media and watching their practice rounds. It just is a way more likable team. Guys look like they're having more fun. Everything's been more positive in the media, more confident. And as I'm sure we'll get into, like I'm seeing a very one-sided 
uh, event coming in favor of Team Europe. And, I, you know, that sort of hurts my heart a little bit to go against America, but that's just how I feel. I can't get into this American team emotionally uh, enough to to root for them or, as we'll get into, gamble on them. Yeah. All right. So we're on a little bit different, uh, or I guess we have a different mindset about how the tournament will play out, I guess, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I was discussing um, earlier today with my girlfriend, Natalie. So she was talking about this past weekend and she was saying like, oh, you know, first of all, she made the comment. She was like, you didn't really get to watch too many, too much sports this weekend. And I was like, oh, first of all, that's just a very nice and considerate thing to say, you know? Yes. Uh, but I was, we did, we did get to watch some, some football on Sunday at the bar, but she was like, oh, what about golf? And I was like, oh no, there's not much golf going on this weekend. You know, obviously the Solheim cup, a lot of people were talking about that, which was cool. I did get to watch a little bit of that. Um, it was exhilarating by but, the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a cool. actually really good competition. That was wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I said, you know, not, not much men's golf going on, you know, with the Ryder Cup coming up this week. And, and she made the comment like, oh, I feel like the Ryder Cup has happened about eight times already with how much you guys have discussed it. So, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, we've been into it a little bit already. But uh, but finally, finally, it's here. I'm very excited. The time change is a little bit of a struggle, obviously. Well, you know, for the for the first day, um, like Thursday night going into Friday morning, you know, obviously with it being a work day and stuff like that, it's a little bit tough, but yeah, I think the coverage starts at one thirty AM. So for those of yep. you uh, diehard fans that want to get up and, and stream That's... at that point, um, I might, that might be me on like Friday into Saturday um, and possibly Saturday into Sunday. I, I just am obviously really looking forward to this event. I'm really excited for it and I want to watch and take in as much of it um, as possible. So yeah, I um I'm seeing it a little bit more of a close match than you are. I know you mentioned one-sided um for Europe. I, I think it's gonna be very tight. I, I think that they're like a, even a tie is is in um in play, which by, oh, by the way, if there's that would a tie, be the most then, then United States USA, yeah, takes it. USA just retains the cup. That would be so like, anticlimactic. Uh, man. It's just such a terrible way to end it, but um Solheim but, Cup ended like that for those that yeah. didn't watch. I know it, it was a huge like European comeback. So it was still like pretty crazy to watch, but anything ending in a tie and like reverting back just feels really incomplete to me. So yeah, I'm there, hoping there that should that be should some, not happen. that should be changed. I think, right. Like the, the it should be decided that year. It, two uh, years yeah. is too long to, to have that be the deciding. How is that right? not just like a one-on-one, like one-on-one nine hole or, you know, three hole playoff. Just like and my next, my the... next question, I don't know the answer to this. Would be if that happened again, would it just continue to retain? I guess so, right? I, I don't because I mean, if if they tie, like it's it's like the USA won the cup, like they yeah. take it, so they're the reigning champs. Oh, that would be I, that didn't even really enter my mind until right now. But man, that would be so brutal. It'd yeah. be so brutal. So we'll wish that wish that out of the universe. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I. Let's get into it. I I want to okay. talk about who we're going to get to, who we want to win here, what what we think is going to happen and I, you know, I already sort of alluded to it. Uh I'm betting the Europe winning margin to be 4 to 6 points at 5 and a half to 1, which again is not a, a close competition, but that's what I actually think is coming. I I just think this this European course uh you know, overseas course with the Ryder Cup set up the way they're going to set it up to sort of minimize the the ability of uh bombers which a lot of the usa players are 
I think plays into the Europeans' hand. I think they have the more informed team. I think they have the more confident team. I really just think, um, even looking at some of like the hypothetical pairings that came out like earlier in the week with the practice rounds, thinking of just the match of skill set for the alternate shot session, I just I see this as like sort of a dominant European victory. So um, I'm going with that, and and you know sort of to merge those two, uh, my, my next one into the into the first one, Team Europe to just win outright at even a money, which I know we were talking you know earlier this year. And that was almost at two to one. So, you know, obviously they've been steamed pretty good too, because maybe the sharps see it my way, but I don't know. Like you, so I know you see it closer. Who do you have, you know, coming out on top here? So I took a very similar, I took an exact finishing score bet um, just like you did as well. Um, Yeah. You mentioned like, if you you go like two or three months back, it was, I think as the highest I ever saw was plus 200. Um, but it it stood at like 185, 180, even 160 for, for quite a bit there. Um, I think it's just swung a little bit too far in the other direction. I think that the USA, uh, United States team should be slightly favored still. I think just top to bottom, if you look overall at the, the, in each squad, um, separately, I know uh, I agree with you 100% that team Europe top to bottom is in better form uh, current recent form 100% than, than team USA is. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's been so much um, chatter on team Europe and and so much steaming of the line down. I just feel like um, again, I I don't know what makes me think this exactly. It might, it might be a little bit more of my heart than my head, but um, I think it's come too far. So I took USA win margin one, to three points plus 380. I just like the, I like, I think it's going to be close and that's my head. And then my heart is I want team USA to win. And so if I can get plus 380 and, and take the exact number and I, and I really think it's going to be close, which I really do. Um, that's what was enticing to me is just to get that almost four to one um, number on them. So that's the way I'm going. It's one to one to three points. You uh, said yeah, was the winning range by, winning by one to three points. Yep. Got you. Yep. Got you. So you think they're going to win? Or you just like that value? I just think it's going to be very close, and yeah. I like and I like the value. It's the same way I, I I would have if I had if I had been forced to place a bet two months ago, I would have taken Team Europe because you just take that number regardless, yeah. right? Like I I just yeah. think I think it's going to be that close that if you're getting two to one, like that was just an insane insane number for them to to be at, and I I think there's just been so much steam on them, um that I'm kind of surprised that it's um, well, I guess I'm not surprised that it's moved down as much as it has. And and with, if you've been watching golf at all within the last like month or two, it's warranted that they, that they should be, that they, they should have come down from that price certainly. But I just think anytime there's like that much line movement, I just question, um, I don't know. I just questioned it. So we'll see. No, I know what you mean. All right. I like that play. I like that play just just value wise. Um, this is what sort of makes me swing in Team Europe's favor. Other than them all being in better form, I, I'd say top to bottom, a better fit, all like the home field advantage stuff. I just think you look at a pair, like one of the rumored pairs is Rory and Shane Lowry. And I know Lowry sort of said something like this, but I just picture um a dude like Lowry who sort of is short off the tee. Uh, a great, great iron wedge player is now going to be playing off a 345 yard drive, which makes him, you know, 
sort of gives him an advantage considering his skill set. Whereas I look at even like the most, um, the the best USA team, probably the most solid USA team going to be Cantlay and Shoffley, I'd say like just, just reliable. Um, we know what they are, but they're basically just playing their rounds. They're very similar players. They're going to be playing the same shots from the same distances. They have a very similar skill set. And I feel like that sort of goes with a lot of the American pairs. Like I know that, um, Brooks and Wyndham Clark are playing a practice round together. Like they, again, are, are very just similar players. Um, Scheffler and Burns, like another rumored pair, Harmon and Fowler, like even sort of the shorter, more like crafty players are playing together. So I feel like it, it it's, I, I don't know where the advantage comes from other than, you know, that maybe the higher floor. So that's why I feel like if, if Europe plays to their form, um, not only are they better alone, but with with the advantage of a complementary partner sort of accentuates their strengths in some of these formats. So that's why I sort of think it could get away from the U.S. if if Europe plays to their potential. I don't know. They have three of the four best players in the world, in my opinion. So that's just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, obviously, to see what the what the pairings are and, and the different formats and things like that. Um I think I think the US has a, a deep enough squad where they can make some some you know differentiable pairings like that as well where they can kind of pair up skill sets but um yeah I think I agree I I don't know like what the United States team is going to get out of Brooks, Scotty, like Max Homa the, these guys need to come through obviously in a big way um and I hope that they do I just um, I don't know. I don't, it's, it, it's hard when, when you just haven't seen them play at their best recently. Now, obviously they've had a lot of time to prepare and, and we know like what kind of skill set they bring and, and all that sort of stuff. So you would hope that they would be, um, in the type of form they need to be to kind of, to score well here, obviously, but they're really going to need to come out and, and perform, um, in order to beat this team, I think. Um, and you'll see like even my, my last two bets, uh, sort of skew towards Team Europe, so I guess I guess that's sort of making me think that maybe this USA win margin is is more with the heart, but but I don't care. I want I want something fun <laughs> to root for, and and uh, maybe you know I don't know. But we'll does see. it does it make you feel more or less confident when Scotty Scheffler shows up with the fat grip uh, putter <laughs> uh, to the Ryder Cup? And I just read that Colin Morikawa has a unique shaft in his putter a one-of-one totally unique uh new shaft in his putter i saw the yeah that to me is not not a great sign we're trying this out right now now is the time to to like a harry potter like the harry potter wand and it's like some sort of really is going on but yeah, who knows? Uh, I did not know about the Scotty Shefford thing. So that's, uh, but again, can it be worse? So no, it definitely can't, <laughs> but it looks like watching him swing that thing looks so awkward. And again, it, even if it doesn't work at all, like he's lost nothing, he can't lose any more than he's losing right now. So it, it literally has no downside at all, but just really weird to watch this dude with, like I said, a shorter, like fat grip, super stroke yeah. putter. Weird. Yeah. All right, I'm excited to hear your next two bet. Do you want me to get lead off the next I, bet? I, so I got first? I got two. I got the Europe yeah. the Europe to win and the Europe winning margin are my first two. Okay, so you already yeah. listed. Okay, yeah, you got yeah. two. Okay, I have two more. Yep. So uh my next two are on individual players. Um 
my next one is going to be top overall rookie um, scorer uh, as Ludwig Aberg at yep. plus 380. Yep. Um, Saw I just this. really, I really like that number. Um, you can also get him as the top European rookie. I think currently at like plus 145, plus 150, something around there. I like that too. I just like it. The overall rookie had a little bit juiced up odds there. I think he has a great chance to hit that. Um, and at almost four to one, I, I just, I like that play quite a bit. Everybody's hyping him up too from both teams, which is good to see. So I think he might actually be the truth. I love that kid. I saw that. Um, I saw the European top rookie one. I was thinking about betting that, but it's almost like not not high enough odds. So I sort of do like, you know, going top overall rookie. That basically means he's got to beat Homa, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I like I like that a lot. Um, all right. I got an individual one, which is my last one. It's a top overall score, and I'm going with John Rom, and that's 10 to 1. Um, and I like uh the practice round pairing that he had with Terrell Hatton. I think that is great from an entertainment standpoint. I think that's great from a game standpoint. I think those two could really feed off each other um in a positive or uh definitely in a negative way as well. Hopefully not that way. But I think like the crowd, those two personalities, good chance to score points with him. Um, I like him pretty much against anybody in, in match play. Um you know, except Brooks, I think would draw even in terms of like just match play, like bravado, like personality. So um, if Europe's going to win, uh, he's going to be one of the guys that plays well. Um, so, yeah, 10 to one was just a little too a little too much um, for me to ignore. I like that. Yeah, I went with a very um, similar bet as my last, as my third one. Um, I took the top overall point score as well, but I went with Victor Hovland um, mm-hmm. plus nine and a half. Um. Yeah, obviously we we know about the form. Um, so many of these like top four or five European guys um, are coming scorching. in scorching form. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I just think I love everything about his um, demeanor, personality, headspace, how he speaks in the interviews. Um, he's just never like changed or wavered from the the person that he is and the comments that he makes. So. Um, yeah, I, I just like I, I think he's got a great, great shot to be to be top overall point scorer. I think he's probably like the most obvious pick, also. So that probably isn't something that usually hits. But um, if I'm just going with my with my brain here, he's he's the play for me. Yeah, no, I love that. He, I mean, he's he was the best golfer in the world when we last saw these guys play golf. So, um, and of course that fits his strengths. I think he'll perform. Um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm super excited about this. Um, I, I like that we sort of see it different ways. Um, I really, you know, I, I like I, I there's no result other than a USA big win that would surprise me, which is fun for once. I think last cycle, um, I do think everybody sort of saw the Americans winning pretty big, and that's exactly what happened. It wasn't really a dramatic day. Would love some drama down the stretch. Um, at least Sunday single starts at 530 in the morning on Sunday. So I'm planning on catching for sure all of that. And then I think I'm with you on on Saturday. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can go 130 wake up on Saturday, but, you know, definitely want to catch some of that alt shot and, and then all of the the best ball um, after that at six. So uh, it'll be a tired weekend. Um, for sure. Uh, the DVR might come into play as well. But uh, man, just like super excited for some match play. Um, Honestly, like the rest of the Barstool Classic has sort of gotten me uh, in oh form too. Like those it's those matches so are still are so good. 
<laughs> and like have just gotten me in the mood to watch like real match play with like so I know it's not gonna be as over the top, but like these I have dudes to shout like out, pumping. I have to shout out one particular match uh in general that I saw uh like yesterday or the day before. It was the big cat Frankie so um, good. So good. Trent. So yeah, good. first of all, just like down to the wire, but just like the uh I don't so that was not an alt shot match, I don't think. I think it was still the last scramble match, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah. but <laughs> just a sequence of shots, not to give away too much, but Big Cat hits some incredible uh driver off the deck shots that yeah. all land about like 20 to 30 feet off the green. And then every single time he elects to putt through like 30 feet of like fairway slash rough and leaves it short every single time. <laughs> it's just like the exact same sequence of shots. But this most impressive, like the driver off the deck out of like this, like kind of like half like sand, like waste area. I just see him lining up the shot. Like the club is behind the ball. And I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> there is no chance of like clean contact here. And he just absolutely stripes it as like clearly the worst golfer in that, in the group too. Just amazing, amazing stuff. Very, very relatable. This whole series has been at like a lot of points. It's been, it's been pretty fantastic. And yeah, like I said, it's There's got me so many lathered putts up. too that just off the club face. Right. You're like, oh, no, uh, not even close. No, no. It's yeah. too, it's <laughs> exactly like, breaking, like you would do. Yeah, breaking hard underneath the hole, like just ne never enough pace. <laughs> I will say, I've noticed so much the difference between like guys who don't golf at all and guys that golf a lot and are still bad is like. Some of the speed control from guys that just don't play has been amazing to watch them go 45 feet past the pin uh, on like, you know, a short putt. Just really, really incredible stuff. Yeah. 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 So if you haven't been watching those, definitely, definitely a must see. All right. I love that. I love that. All right. That that takes care of the golf uh, segment of our golf podcast. And now let's get to our bread and butter here, the NFL, which is uh, another great week in the books. Um, two two winning weeks for both of us. Uh, me with the perfect five and zero. Oh, you with the profitable three and two. And if you you know you keep taking a small profit, it's like running for you know four yards on first down. Like as you know, as long as you get a four on first down, you keep like, taking some checkdowns. You know you'll come out ahead. Um, but yeah, wanted to quickly recap um, some of those games and some of those storylines, and then get uh, get to our picks for this coming week. Um, and the first one I think we both had and we both got right was the Dolphins uh, over the Broncos um, somehow managed to cover uh, less than a touchdown, um, you know, by seven additional touchdowns after that. Uh, we had pretty, pretty one sided. Um, I, you know, this is going to sound tired and contrived, but I still don't care. I still don't believe in this Miami team. So I'm um, interested on your thoughts. Uh, yeah, because we got an interesting one this weekend. I don't we know. Do. I, I I have a side on that game. Um, yeah, when you put up 70 points, you're, you're going to cover a touchdown most of the time. So, um, yep, we saw that. Uh, yeah, a uh, number of interesting games this weekend. I was watching at Ballard, still on the island. So if you've never been to that, stable, uh, Block Island Staple Bar is a good spot. Um Patriots got their first win, so that was nice to see. Fifteen to ten, I believe. Yeah, that's um, a great, great score. Lacrosse score right there. Um, had to out. had to had to grind it out. I don't know why, but had to grind it out somehow. Up, you know, up whatever nine points in the fourth quarter. Um, 
gave the ball back 15 times it felt like and then that hail mary like legitimately stopped my heart where i was like it looked like it was going to be caught that would have been like the worst loss i could possibly imagine uh you know that would have ended the season but i'm happy yeah. we're still alive i have more on them later as well um yeah the the broncos suck uh and i cannot <laughs> believe that I'm I'm almost so anxious to watch them and the Bears this week. Oh like my that God. is just the shittiest possible game you could throw on I the schedule. I couldn't take right a side now. in that game though. I don't know. Who, I, don't I, know lo- who to I looked at it. I don't. They both equally suck. So I was actually thinking about just taking points for two like equally bad teams, but the Bears stink. Um, and I think a real storyline is starting to emerge that I think this may be. Um, and this will be sort of hit on in the newsletter tomorrow the survivinggolf.substack.com newsletter um, that I think this Justin Fields thing is going to be sort of like Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray um, or something like that, where guys think they have a franchise quarterback and are forced to move on after like two seasons or whatever this has been for fields, because the bears are getting the number one pick They're They're the worst team in the league and they're going to go quarterback because this, this field experiment to me is over. Um, I feel bad for Bears fan. Like there was a lot of hype coming on in this season. I have them under seven and a half wins this year on the season long. I think I got that locked up already. Um, And I'm so like disgusted by this Broncos Bears game. Like I almost can't wait to watch it just to see like how bad it could get. Do you think that uh, so are you are you willing to make you're willing to make that call on fields now? I just think that have you seen like you don't think that you've seen anything positive from him from him at all even even last year he's i don't i have never seen anything positive for him as a quarterback um he's like the most athletic dude playing that position in the league probably um but he's not running as much this year and i don't think that's sustainable i've never really thought he's seen the field well um i don't think he's super accurate um and i think even like getting him a real wide receiver this year like there are just so many clips that surface where dudes are running just wide open and he's taking terrible sacks i read some some stat that with um it was actually played during the the bears um chiefs game because they were comparing him and mahomes and i'm not you know not a fair comparison but um when mahomes has like more than 4 seconds he's the best quarterback in the league. And when Fields has more than four seconds to throw, he's the worst quarterback in the league. And I thought that was a very telling stat um, that as he gets more time, his performance gets worse. So um, yeah, I, I'm done with, with that. And I, I believe me, I don't care. Like I actually think he'll be like sort of a fantasy relevant guy because of the athleticism. But I think the bears, like he, he's, he, I don't know if he'll lose that job this year, but the way they're headed for one of the top picks in the draft and with so many good quarterbacks coming out, I think they'll move on in the offseason. I know it's super early to say something like that, but yeah, I think that's where yeah. it's headed. I just feel like he show, he did show some bright spots last year, even in terms of like reading the field, I thought wasn't uh was not bad for for a first year quarterback. But yeah, it's been it's been frustrating to see. I think a lot of it I think a lot of it is um the coaching, but um yeah, he, he just seems lost right now. So uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out the rest of this year. But all right, yeah, you ready? To move on to this week. Talk yeah, I'm good. I'm good because I got all the teams that I sort of picked. I have I have thoughts on as teams. Um, I'm really excited to see who you're on in that Dolphins Bills game. Uh, because I'm that's like you know probably the game of the week. Um, but let me start off with a game that I'm not excited to watch. Um, but I think is. A weird line, almost like suspiciously weird to me. 
Um, and it's the Chargers uh, minus five and a half at home versus the Raiders. And I'm taking the Chargers, um, even though they're unreliable. Um, I think the Raiders are a mess. Uh, that like that kicking a field goal down eight um, when you're on the 10 yard line is one of the most baffling decisions I've ever seen. And like, I've never been a fan of McDaniels as a coach. And I think like all of his teams that he's head coach for um, his team starts to hate him and they turn on him. I think it's already happening. Like Devonte Adams has come out and said some like stuff. And yeah, I, I don't know. Garoppolo got a concussion. I don't even know if he's going to play, um, but I don't think that offense with or without um, Jimmy G can score with the chargers. And I think for a team that can't really stop teams from throwing on them, um, you know, Justin Herbert's been like the best quarterback in the league, probably almost, even though their record hasn't shown it. So um, I was weird to see that line under a touchdown and I'm I'm going to take it because, because yeah, I just think the chargers are way better. Okay. Yeah. So we're in agreement on the first one. I had the chargers. Uh, you said, you said minus five and a half was the line you had five and a half. Five and a half. Yep, that's what I have as well. Um, yeah, same things. Obviously, Devontae Adams went off quite a bit last week. Um, but, yeah, the, the McDaniels thing, obviously I'm not a big fan either just from his time, his time in New England. Uh, but I, I don't understand. Like, It seems like this happens so often in the NFL where they're just like so many questionable coaching decisions like that. Like I, I, I just – maybe Does it's nobody harder play Madden? than I – like- does Maybe nobody it's play harder video than games? I think to make these decisions in the moment, but I really don't think so. Like, I I, I just don't understand what the thought process was there. Um, it's almost like like a lot of these guys are just trying to make like the once in a lifetime decision to prove that they're like smarter than the yeah. rest of the general public that yeah. it might succeed like one out of a hundred times, and and they're just like so arrogant and, and cocky and just want that where it's like oh you could have just made the decision that every like moron watching on his couch would have made and and you'd be fine 99 of the time right like i just don't I, I didn't understand that at all um i don't have a ton of faith in the charters chargers to be quite honest either um but yeah i, I didn't quite understand this line either um and there was another there's another line um I think it's the Monday night game that I also don't understand, but I didn't understand it so much that I just stayed away from the game uh, with being the Seahawks and the giants. But, um, but yeah, I'm on the chargers minus five and a half as well. Yeah. I uh, it's, it's very weird to see Twitter as a whole collective unit united on one thing. (laughs) But if, if that happens, you know, the other side of that argument is probably wrong. And I've never seen like literally every single person say the same thing. Like what, what are you doing right now? And then the best part was takes the field goal first um, when he should have gone for it on fourth down driving, uh, gets a weird leveraging penalty, gets another shot, and then does it from closer and burns all that clock to have the same result. Very, yeah, very odd. But yeah, that that team, I think, is pretty close to just quitting on him. Um, All right, second play. Uh, I like Tampa getting three and a half at New Orleans. Um, and I like this for a multitude of reasons. Um, these games between the Bucks and the Saints always extremely close. It's an extremely chippy rivalry. Um, I've liked how the Bucks have played uh, outside of getting beat up by Philly the other night, but I think Philly's in a way different category than the Saints. 
Um, uh, Derek Carr probably not going to play in this game. And if it's going to be like a mix of Taysom Hill and a backup, um, I just I, I like the Bucks' ability to to move the football and score um, way better. Uh, I was surprised to see them getting points sort of where the two teams are. Um, but those games are always close either way. So I'll, I'll take more than a field goal with what I think is actually just a better team outright. Yeah, the Bucs have been surprisingly uh, positive this year, just watching um, the first few weeks and seeing sort of what they brought. I didn't touch that game at all, but um, but I like that play. All right, next one for me. Uh, I'm going back to the well, baby. We're going back to the Cardinals, plus 14. Uh... Uh, and I hope, listen, if you took them last week against the Cowboys, you got to sprinkle the money line on these big spreads because you just never know. That was so a same- survivor pool beat down, by the way. <laughs> Cowboys. Oh, not in God. our pool though. Not in yeah, our I don't pool. Think but in, took the Cowboys, in my other right? pool, like something like two hundred people out on the yeah. Cowboys. Like it didn't make any sense. But dude, they're frisky. Cardinals are frisky. This is a tough yeah. one though. 49ers are tough. Yep, 49ers are tough. When I just see these big, big spreads, it's always very enticing to me because um, it's one score. I don't know. I just always, I always think that that you know, it doesn't take much to just keep it close, right? Even like seven, 10 points, whatever it happens to be. Um, I'm just always going to sort of lean on that side. And I think the Cardinals are three and out this year against the spread. So let's hope we can uh, keep that rolling. So that'll be my second pick. All right. Nice. Yeah. They're frisky. I, I didn't touch that, but yeah, I like that. It's a lot of points. Um, all right. Uh, sort of a get right game here. I hope um, I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half at Tennessee. Um, just a, not, you know, not honestly like in form right now, but um, that offense uh, should be way, way more potent than what Tennessee's shown. Um, I think you can throw in the Titans and not run. Um, and the Bengals don't really run the ball well anyway. So I just like sort of that offense. Um, you know, even if the de- defense is not going to stop Tennessee, I, I like them to just outscore uh, the Titans. And I, again, I think this is a better than, um, you know, better than a one win team at the end of the season. So if they're going to, you know, meet that total, they need to start, uh, start soon. Um, yeah, but I, I just, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not playing well, Titans offense, not, not playing well. So I just like, yeah, Bengals with less than a field goal, um, basically means they need to win outright in most cases. So I'll I'll take them. Titans got beat up last week too, right? I think it was the Browns. Yeah. Bad, bad. Yeah. Uh, I did not touch that game either, uh, but I did. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Bills and the Dolphins. Right. I'm on the Bills, minus Love two and it. a half. Um, Love it. I think that overall, I will say this season, I am generally more down on the Bills than the general public. And people are very high on the Dolphins right now. I think the hype on the Dolphins is, is as you said, too much. Um, but I am also high on the Dolphins. I, I don't think that all of it is unwarranted. I think that they are are um, genuinely a good team, as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, but I like the Bills in this spot at home, uh, less than a field goal. I'm, I'm going to go with them for this week. All right, I like that. I like that. I didn't play it because I was honestly stunned to see the Dolphins giving up points to anybody, considering how how crazy they've been recently. Um, so that looked a little fishy to me, but I hope both those teams lose, but I think I hope the Dolphins lose more. Like, I, I just think that 
they're definitely a team and an offense that's going to kick the shit out of bad teams and bad defenses, but they've played one good defense this year. It's the Patriots defense and they scored 24 points, I think. So that's not, that's not 70. <laughs> and I, I will say this, like not a lot of teams in the league, even against the worst defense put up 70, nobody puts up 70. So that was, that was pretty crazy, but yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to come down to earth um, because I do think they're, they're frauds um, sticking in that division. Um, I like the jets getting nine and a half uh, versus the chiefs at home. Um, I think this is a Sunday night game. I hate being on the jets, uh, but this is too, too big a spot for such a talented defense. Um, that'll definitely be sort of motivated to get a win. Um, I don't think the jets will win this game, but I do think they can keep it close just based on home field night game, sort of season on the line, like big spot. Um, with just the talent on defense. Now, when Zach Wilson runs backward and takes that first like 14-yard sack, like in the first quarter, probably gonna wish I wasn't on him because I don't think they're gonna be able to move the ball. But like, you know, you hope for a short field off a turnover or a pick six or something like that to to give them some momentum. But we'll see. It's just just like you said, big spread with a talented team. I'll, I'll take most of the time. So. Ed, I'm with you. I'm with you. Jets plus nine oh, and a half. Nice. I love it. All right. Nice. No, listen, nice. we said this last week too, right? When we took the when we took the Cardinals over the Cowboys, we said when there's four Cowboys in the backfield on the first play, how's how's that going to make you feel? And yep. it's all about that, how you deal with it. Right? That never so, happened yeah. against the Cardinals, so I guess no, we didn't have so, to find out. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. I know that. So I know the Cowboys were they had they had some injuries, right, on the offensive line. A few guys yeah. out. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't I mean, matter. They, they should lost, not have lost that game. No. They lost but. their first cornerback. I think that's actually going to make a big difference with their defense. It just gives the pass rush like less time to get home. Um, but it was weird to see like them not really harass, you know, Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals offensive line at all after roughing up like a bunch of superior teams. Um, right. big, big letdown for them. But yeah, same concept, right? You would think. You know, you would think you take the spread, but if, you know, if Sunday night starts off and, you know, Mahomes glides down the field and then Zach Wilson throws a terrible interception, the crowd starts booing, like, you know, that's going to be a super long night and that's definitely in play. But the Jets, I mean, the Jets have some talent. Yeah. The Zach Wilson thing, obviously being a quarterback is tough the, the, the you know. I don't know what they can really do on offense, but um, but I like a lot of the rest of their team, and and I think they can can keep this one close. So I'm going with that game also. My last one's going to be um, the Jaguars minus three against the Falcons. So this is a Sunday morning game, neutral site over in Europe. I believe they're playing at uh, Wembley Stadium. So, um, yeah, just not a huge uh, huge believer in the Falcons and. I think the Jaguars have kind of underperformed uh, thus far this year. So um, I kind of like them overall as the, the season goes, um, progresses forward a little bit larger sample size. So um, yeah, I'll go with them as my, I think that's my last pick. I love that. Um, I actually had that and crossed it out. Um, so I, I believe in the Jaguars for the same way, uh, in the same ways that you do. I just think like it's, it's a, regression to the mean positively for them uh, against a, a team that can't really put up many points um, in the Falcons. Um, so I hope I didn't make the wrong choice on that, but, but I did like that side as well. Um, all right. My last one, Pat's getting seven at Dallas. Um, I'm on them every week if you don't know, but I just continue to think like some of these lines are a little disrespectful 
And I just, you know, the Dallas defense, I think, is hurt without that, you know, without Diggs, their top corner. Um, I think the Patriots do a pretty good job of scheming against pass rush. Like I know in week one against the Eagles, which is, you know, not not the same caliber caliber of defensive line, but certainly an elite one um, without a bunch of linemen like the Patriots sort of dialed up more screens, more, you know, quick passes. And and I think they, they game plan well against, you know, a dominant unit. Um, and then I really like the matchup um, of the Patriots D against like Dak. And I, and I just think he's sort of been shaky, especially in the red zone. That's where the Patriots are at their best. Um, I don't know if their offense is overall talented enough to just win this game outright. Um, but I do think the defense keeps it close. And then like, you know, same situation as the jets, like you sort of hope for a turnover, you hope for a short field, a, a block, some kick return, something like that. But yeah, I, I like, I, I like this Patriots team. Like the schedule has been brutal and sort of the beginning of the season, I don't think is going to allow them to like really get on a roll, but I, I like this team. Like if they don't fall out of playoff contention, like I think they could be, uh, in fantastic form as they get better throughout the course of the season. But I just hope they don't take too many L's before that. Yeah. The Patriots just every, every week you look at the opponent, it's just like, uh, not, not great. Everybody's you know, good. Like, their division, their division is good. First of all. And second of all, playing the NFC East is, is just a tough draw, but, um, but no, I, I like the team as well. Um, a lot of positives to take away. Yeah, it's just that sometimes that offense and the lack of like running game has been a little discouraging, I would say. But um, but yeah, no, I hope you're right. I hope they can keep it close. Um I, yeah, as you said, I don't know if they have the offensive firepower to win outright. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but um, yeah, we'll see. All right, cool, cool. I got nothing else. Um Let's do this as our sort of final final sign off for the night. You have to pick that Broncos Bears game. <laughs> Where would you go? Who's worse out of those two teams? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bears then. Plus, if, if I'm just getting points, plus three and a half. All right, um, I'll take the Bears. All right, if I had to be on it, I would have taken the Broncos. Um, okay. just because of like some players on that team were good in like 2014. Um, and nobody on the Bears has like ever like been good pretty much. Yeah, like the quarterback for them. Like, I feel like they got all Sean Payton receivers. Like Cortland Sutton was like just coming into the league like a young pup. Um, yeah, man, I don't I don't know. It's been really disappointing to see like Sean Payton not fix that dude like at all. Like he just looks as shaky as ever. And I will say I was a little concerned with them just laying down for the dolphins to like score over over and over and it's and it's some of those runs like incredibly poor tackling incredibly poor effort like especially near the goal line at the end not a great quality to see from a team um you know not fighting to keep the other team from under 50 and then 60 and then to let a team get 70 against you is just real pretty embarrassing so you would hope that would be a little chip on their shoulder but yeah that that's definitely the toilet bowl um for sure yeah i don't think i was, i i think 70 is the most i've seen in my lifetime at least in in memory it is. i don't know when it is yeah, yeah. Is it the it most is. just factually it is since we've most been born ever. so no it's the second most ever i think there's like a 1940s game that's that's a little 72 maybe yeah okay. oh yeah because there was a big thing that the dolphins could have kicked a field goal instead of kneeling down at the end to break the record but they, <laughs> they had mercy which is you know it's pretty funny when 
I, I hate it. I would have loved to see them just, you know, run it up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, when you get a chance to break the record, it's it's brutal. And yeah, watching that game, like it was just unbelievable. You know, they're up by 40 points. And then it's like, oh my God, another 75 yard run touchdown. Some of those fantasy performances are pretty crazy. Like both backs getting one of the rookie getting four touchdowns. Most are getting two touchdowns. That's yep. just a lot to go around right there. Yeah, Moster uh kicked my ass two weeks ago. And yeah, I think this I think this past week was worse. Uh but. yeah, brutal. All right, man. Well, uh it's been great. This will be a, a fantastic weekend. Uh Ryder Cup Viva Viva Europe. Uh, you know, I'm gonna play Benedict for the weekend, but I just want the more likable team to win. So looking very forward to that. Can't get wait to get back to it next week. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, newsletter comes out tomorrow. Uh, surviving.golf.substack.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Visit our site. We'll have our first guest column next week, which will be fun. So, um, yeah, keep those coming in. And, and thanks for listening. Uh, looking very forward to the golf. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the golf this weekend. Um, obviously, we only get this every two years, so um, take it in. Enjoy for probably the last meaningful golf. Really, really meaningful golf. We'll see you for a few months. Um, but then the new season will be upon us before we know it. And we'll be uh, excited to fire back up. So yeah, enjoy this weekend. Sweet, man. All right, later. Peace.